0: It's
1: mystery time. Time now for the best in mystery. Tonight on Masters of Mystery, an exciting melodrama entitled Murder in Hate.
2: All I ask is that you forget you ever saw me.
3: I could go to the
2: police. I'll make it
3: worth your while. I'll pay handsomely. And if I say no, then I'll have no choice. But murder.
1: Good evening. This is Don Dowd, your host for Mystery Time. Back again to introduce another in ABC Radio's great Monday through Friday the drama. Every night at this time, a new and different story. Our drama tonight on Masters of Mystery, presented live from New York, is written by Eleanor Beeson, entitled Murder in Hate. Not everyone gets a chance for a fresh start, a new identity. When Elbert Taylor gets such an opportunity, he feels that Lady Luck has done him a wonderful favor. Until he discovers that it takes more than a change of name to wipe out a guilty past. As Masters of Mystery brings you Murder in Haste.
0: She
2: lay where she had fallen, close to the fireplace. Her head had struck against the iron, that hand iron, blood slowly gathered in the pool on the bricks. I called her name. Helen. Helen. She did not answer. I hadn't meant to hurt her badly. But now my wife was dead. I bent over and found her heart. And Helen was dead, all right. We'd had our last quarrel. And now I'd killed her. It took me only a moment to decide on my course of action. If I called the police, they'd never believe it was an accident. I had to get away. I changed my name. I'd no longer be Albert Taylor. I'd get a fresh start in a new city. I grabbed up my hat and coat, packed a bag, took what money I had, and slipped out of the house. Two hours and 20 minutes later, I was standing on the observation platform of the limited express bound from the north. Night, isn't uh-huh. it? Huh? Oh, uh, I, I didn't hear you come out. I'm uh, sorry. I said it was a nice night. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. I saw you running for the train when we were pulling out. Just made it, didn't you? Uh, yeah, kind of quick. Mm. Been in Miami long? Uh, no, no. Been fishing off the keys just uh, a week or so. I see. Uh, my name's Rickett. I'm glad to know you. I'm Brown, uh, Richard Brown. Uh-huh. Uh, are you going up to New York, Brown? Uh, yes. Well, uh, I guess I'll be getting in touch. That's a good idea. I'll, uh, go with you. I knew it the minute he opened his mouth. Ricketts was a plain clothes cop and there could only be one reason why he was interested in me. He he stayed right behind me as I walked back through the train to my seat. I wondered if he'd even sit down beside me when I got to it. Then, ten feet from my seat, it hit me. My luggage was on the baggage rack over the seat, with my initials on it in, in big letters. E.T. Ricketts was just waiting for me to stop, just waiting for proof I was the Taylor. Then he'd make the arrest. But I didn't stop. I kept, kept on going. Ah, uh, Brown. I uh, yes. Yeah. Isn't this your seat? Why, uh, no. I have a compartment up ahead. Oh, I see. Well, good night, Brown. Good night. Ricketts dropped into a seat and I kept right on going. There was only, only one place I could go. The club car. At least I could get a drink there and, and try to think. Oh, Bartender, make it a Manhattan drive, please. Drive. <clears throat> Here's a stool next to me, sir. What? Oh, uh, thanks, thanks. Okay. Going to New York? Yes. Ought to be cold up there this time of year. Lots of snow and all that. Yes, I suppose so. No. <laughs> you know... I'm as excited as a kid. Haven't seen snow for an age. Matter of fact, I haven't set foot in America for five years. Great to be back. I get a kick out of just talking to Americans again. Yes. Uh, I was sitting in my compartment a few minutes, ago, thinking, and... you got a compartment? Oh Yes. Yes, a couple of cars ahead. Well, uh, my name's Brown, Mr. Jameson. Wesley Jameson. Jameson. Oh, no, wait a minute. You're not the mystery writer. <laughs> yeah, Wait, <sweet> I am. <laughs> oh, thanks, Father. Well, here's to bigger and better mysteries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you say you left Buenos Aires? Yes. Planned to anyway, but made it a little earlier on account of that nasty business about my assistant. Oh, I see. Probably go back in a year or so. Say, you ever uh, read anything of mine, Mr. Baum? Well, I can't say I've done much reading in the detective storyline. Mm. Uh, you have a serial running in one of the magazines right now, haven't you? Yes, yes. Murder and Hate. I don't suppose you're reading it. No, I'm, I'm sorry. If I'd known I was going to meet the author, I'd have pulled up on it. <laughs> don't apologize, Mr. Bow. Well, how about a nightcap before we turn in? i we'll... will turn in. Well, it's early... Anderson, surely you're not going to give up the ship so soon. Well, I have to confess, I'm pretty tired. I've been rattling on about myself all these. Oh, there you are. Hey, okay. mm-hmm. that's beautiful brandy. I'm mm-hmm. better. Well, what'll we drink? Huh? Oh, well, uh, you name it. Very well. Here's to crime, a mighty profitable business to me, at least. Oh. <laughs> Well, uh, tell me about your literary agent. You were saying you'd never met him personally? Oh, a uh, pharaoh. Oh, yeah, great agent. I've often wondered what he looks like. You've never even been to New York? No, no, never. Oh, oh well, Mr. Brown, it's close to midnight. I feel... Yeah, like... uh, Jameson, what about this period you're running? Maybe you could bring me up to date on... New tell you all because... about it tomorrow. Right now, I'm awfully tired. Well, yet. I'll see you here. I hate to be but I'll have to ask you... I... Good heavens! What's that? I' trying to stop her. Huh? I hope. So. When I came to, it was dark. I was lying in a tangle of wreckage all around me, and all around me I could hear shouts and cries, the hiss of steam the tangled mess of steel and wood that had been a Pullman coach, I was miraculously safe. I pulled myself up, lit a match, and saw that Leslie Jamieson hadn't been so lucky. He was dead. I couldn't do a thing for him, and the hiss of flames warned me the wreckage was fire. I found where the window had been and managed to call out. I was pulling myself through the window when somebody came running up with a flashlight. Ah,
3: uh, just a second.
2: Now, let me help you. Oh, thanks. Just take my hand.
3: Right, easy now. Look
2: out for the broken glass. Yeah, that's it. Uh... Hey, hey, you. all right? I, I think so. I'm a little dizzy. Shaken up. Oh, sure. That's natural. Oh, it's you, Brown. Huh? Oh, Rickard. Yeah. Hey, you're lucky. This coach got the worst of it. Look at that fire. Yeah. Just got out in time. Say, that the uh, fellow you were drinking with at the bar. Did you fill in there? oh, oh. oh. I'm pretty sure he's Albert E. Taylor. Murdered his wife in Miami. Still in Miami? Well, no, he left a few minutes before the crash. Ah. Oh. Well, you uh, better get on up ahead, Brown. i got to give him a hand here. Can you uh, make it to the crossing? There's a highway restaurant up there. Sure, I'm okay. Mm. Okay, Brown.
0: Take it easy. <laughs>
2: watching the fire crawl closer. Then as my mind cleared, I saw what an opportunity had been given to me. It was a risk, but I had to take it. I crawled back into the wreckage to Leslie Gaynison's body. I took his wallet, his ring, his watch. I left my ring and watch engraved with my initials with him. All he left of him. Then, as the flames crawled steadily closer, I found his briefcase and baggage and dragged them out of the wreck. Ten minutes later, with my identity now changed to Leslie Jameson, I staggered into the restaurant at the grade crossing where the derailment had occurred.
3: Kirk, mister, we've got a doctor in the back room. Come on, I'll take you in. No,
2: no, no, I'm just a little shaken up. I want, I want to get out of here. I thought I could hire a car or get a bus to New York.
3: You were in the rest?
2: Yes, I was.
3: What's your name?
2: Uh, I'm... I'm Leslie Jameson.
3: Leslie J- Say, are you the fellow who writes those murder
2: mysteries? Yes, yes, that's right.
3: Well, if that ain't a coincidence. Only oh, last night I made a bet with Frank, that. That's my boyfriend. As to which one would turn out to be the murderer in that serial you're running in the post. Well, that's
2: very flattering. I, I wonder if you could help me ab- uh, about the I mean. Well, but...
3: Sure, Mr. Jameson. But how about giving me an advanced tip on the murderer, huh?
2: Which one? Well, I, I don't think it would be fair to tell you...
3: Right,
2: give me a fast cup of coffee, will you, young lady? Yes, sir. Oh, Rick, Oh, hello. It's pretty rough out there. Three cars smashed How do you feel, Brown?
3: Brown? Well, that's Leslie Salus and the writer.
2: Huh? I thought your name was Brown. Well, of course, I... Well, you know how it is, I... Here's the coffee. Thanks. I uh, know, Mr. Brown, I don't know how it is. How is it? Well, you, you because I didn't want to Oh, boy, I get it.
3: I've been reading Mr. Jameson's cereal in the post-murdering i Had a little bet with my boyfriend on who the murderer is.
2: Well, I can tell you that. I read the last installment last night. Yeah? Yeah. Got it at the newsstand in Miami. Well, we ain't
3: got it here yet. Well, Mr. Jameson, who died? got it?
2: Well, I... I don't want to spoil the story for you. You ought to finish
3: it. I'm uh, afraid I won't buy another copy of the magazine, huh? Well,
2: it's a matter of, uh, of ethics. A writer can't. Oh, what do you mean, ethics? I know how it ends.
3: Please, Mr. Jameson. I can tell Frank I got it straight from the author's mouth. Ah, oh, come on. What goes, huh? Well,
2: I don't want... Oh, besides there's a car driving. I perhaps I could hire... Oh, that's for me. I'm driving up to New York. Mr.
3: Jameson here wants to get to New York, too.
2: Was that right, Jameson? Why, well, didn't come with me? Give me a hand with the driving. Come on. Well, I... Oh, first, well, first, give on. the uh, young lady a break. Tell her who the murderer was. Well, I'm sorry. It's against my principles. Well, it's your business. Come on. Oh, I'm It was the butler. You got hotel space in New York, Jameson? Well, not uh, not yet. I thought I'd arrange it when I arrived. Ah, you've been away a long time, haven't you? It's probably not a decent room to be had. Oh, is it that bad? Oh, it's worse. I think I might be able to fix you up at the uh, Midbury. I know uh... the manager. Oh, I, 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 I couldn't help. Oh, that. forget it, Jerry. Glad to help you. After all, aren't we both in the same business? In a manner of speaking. <laughs> <laughs> other room at the Midbury, but not before the manager had tipped off the reporter that I was Leslie Jamison. And as I crossed the lobby, I heard a flashlight bolt. The next day, there were pictures of me and all the patrons. There was a story on the inside pages of the paper that Albert Taylor wanted for killing his wife in Miami, had been identified as one of the dead in the train wreck in Georgia. That should have meant I was safe. But now, five million people had seen my picture as Leslie Jameson. What if one of them had known me down in Miami? I waited with mounting apprehension for the knock on the door that would announce the police. And I wished Helen was back again, alive. Helen would know what to do. She was a domineering woman, but she knew how to make decisions. Then suddenly the phone rang. It was the manager to tell me that Mrs. Jameson was on her way up. My wife. I hadn't even known Jameson was married. I walked up and down, my mind whirling, Frank. I had to get away, and then the door buzzer rang. It rang again, and again, and I had to answer it. There was nothing else I could do. Just a moment.
3: Leslie. Hello. What? What do you Maybe I'd better come in. Well? Well, what?
2: What are you going to do about it?
3: You're an awfully simple sort, aren't you, mister? Mister whatever your name is. Well, I suppose I am. How did you expect to get away with it after all the publicity? Where is he? What have you done to him?
2: Now, wait a minute, Mr. Jamison. I could explain Maybe you'd better. But your husband was killed in a train wreck in Georgia. I... I had reasons for wanting to disappear, so I took his identity. I never meant to keep it. If you'll just... Just what? Look, there's, there's nothing we can do for your husband now. He was killed. You believe that, don't you? I don't know. I'm going to leave town. All, all I ask is that you forget you ever saw me. I see. Well, is that all you're going to say? You...
3: What are you going to do? I could go to the police.
2: No, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, I can make it worth your while to... to Bannon.
3: To does, uh... Does anyone know you're here in New York? No, no. Hmm. Very fortunate. You see, Leslie and I didn't get along. Matter of fact, we've been separated for some time. He said he was cutting me out of his will. So, with Leslie dead, I don't get anything at all. But Miss Leslie alive?
0: Wait a minute.
3: Well, you wouldn't? Why not? He could retire right now and live off his royalties without doing another list. You mean you, you want me to keep this up? Of course. But don't be ridiculous. There are a dozen reasons why I can't. So discovered in a week. You have his baggage. Yes. I know his signature. I can imitate it perfectly. I know his background like a book. You may as well get used to it, Mr. Jameson. Well, I, I tell you, I won't do it. But it's the most fantastic thing I ever heard of.
0: There's a Lieutenant
3: Rickett down in the lobby. He quite interested in our relationship. If you like, of course, I'll
0: bring him up to date. All right,
3: Mrs. Jameson. <laughs> Albert, darling. Just call me Ruth.
1: Ruth! Ruth!
3: What is it?
2: I tell you, this this can't go on. You're spending money as a... It's if you had no self control at all. $28,000 in three months, besides the deposits I made to your account. Here, look at these bills. Look at them. I haven't got a penny. Are you all
3: through? There's your quarterly royalty check due tomorrow. Well, that'll only pay part of the bills. Mm-hmm. It's not paying any of them, Darton. It's going into my account. I see. And
2: maybe you'll have some clever way of getting out from under these bills.
3: That's your worry, dear. Not mine. Five. Seventeen. Fourteen.
0: Thirty-two.
3: Having trouble?
2: Oh, nothing important. Just that my... Accounts overdrawn by $5,000. Well,
3: of course, you could finish your book,
2: dear. Sure, finish the book. Writer Leslie Jamison Mystery.
3: Well, then I suppose you have to think of something else.
2: Ruth, be honest with me. How long do you intend to carry this on?
3: Why, indefinitely, dear.
2: There's to be no end.
3: There is, if you want one. There's always the police.
2: You could have been decent about it, instead of spending money so, so irrationally. There could have been plenty without bleeding me to death.
3: I think I've been quite fair with you. You've got kept your freedom. Freedom, freedom.
2: Six months now. No people for worrying. Can't eat. Can't.
3: This is Pounded
2: by worry, night and day, trying to dodge my own shadow, afraid all the time. An irrational woman spending money as if she were insane, holding a dagger over yeah, my head. Get
0: hold of yourself.
2: And now there's no way out. Trapped. Run into a corner. No way to turn. No end in sight. Nothing to do but go on and on until I break, unless...
0: Talbot, Talbot, what are you doing? Stay away from me!
2: Yes, sir? You're... The, you're the death sergeant? That's right. What can I do for you? You... You, you can take down a paper. I... I... What's the matter, mister? I... I've... I've... I've just killed... My wife... all night. I thought about running away, then it all seemed so, so useless to run away again a second time. So I came here. Now I can relax. For the first time in months, I can relax.
1: Sure, take it easy, Mr. Jameson. We'll take care of you.
2: Aren't you, aren't, aren't you going over there and find her?
1: We've been there. Found her an hour after you did it. Been looking for you
2: all night. You may as well know she's not my wife. Yeah, 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 we know, Mr. Jameson. She was your assistant in Buenos Aires. What? You say she was shaking you down. What did she have on you, huh? My assistant. In Buenos Aires? Yeah, that's right. Your assistant. Have you, uh, have you had a lapse of memory or something, Jameson? Your assistant? I remember now. Now tell me, Jameson. What was she threatening to take you to the police, huh? Okay. But a three-year-old would have known it was a bluff. That's the last thing in the world she would have done. You don't know her. She wasn't rational. She would have done anything. Not if it meant her neck, pal. What? What's happened to your memory, Damon? It was all over Buenos Aires six months ago. Every newspaper. She's wandered down there for murder. (laughs)
1: is Don donned out again, your host for Mystery Time. You have just heard Masters of Mystery live from New York. Tonight's play, Murder in Haste, was written by Eleanor Beeson and produced by Martin Andrews in association with Ronald Dawson and Robert Arthur. Featured in tonight's drama were Richard Janiver, Ralph Bell, Ivor Francis, and Connie Lemke. Wednesday, and every Wednesday night, another presentation of Masters of Mystery. Tomorrow night, Mystery Time brings you Mystery Classics, presenting a steering story by Ed Adamson with the eerie title, Death Watch. This is Don Dowd, your host for Mystery Time. See you tomorrow night. This program came to you live from New York. This is the ABC Radio Network. You are listening to WLS, the Prairie Farmer Station, Chicago 7, Illinois. Twenty-three and a half minutes after 11 o'clock in Chicago. The present temperature now 12 degrees, humidity 79%.